Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you are looking for a bank that is ranked in the top 10 nationwide, as surveyed by Forbes magazine, uh, surveys that have been published in timemagazinesmoney.com, those are customer surveys. And Renaissance has finished in the top 10 of those surveys, and they've done so, I think, this is just my own opinion, based on my experience with the bank, uh, because they deliver personal service and all the things that you need as a small business. I mean, they're pretty much anything you need as a small business Renaissance got. So they've got a great combination of both size and personal service. So if that's what you're looking for in a bank, my suggestion is go to renaissancebank.com, find their local office and give them a call. And I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Sarah Beth Stein. Sarah Beth is with Trinet HR Corporation. Hello. Hey, Sarah Beth. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, coming in and particularly the day after Thanksgiving here, Um, right? You're right, but it was good. We had to get you have to get back out into it right away. Absolutely. (laughs) That's right. It would have been easy to stay in bed today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But I know you better than that. You're always on the move. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, but uh, talk a little bit about. Trinet, for those that don't know your company, uh, give everyone an introduction to your services. Sure, absolutely. So Trinet is a um, is a publicly traded organization um, based out of California. Um, we are a professional employer organization, so you might hear um, the acronym PEO quite a bit. Um, basically, what we do is we provide small and medium-sized businesses with full-service HR solutions um, tailored by your vertical or industry. So very industry and vertical specific. We're one of the only ones that does that. I believe the only one that does that. Um, and it allows small businesses to kind of walk away from um, handling all their HR uh, needs and and things that can keep them from actually doing what the business needs, which is generating revenue, right? Yeah, which is right. what they actually got into business to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of puts that on our plate. Um, we offer access to human capital expertise. Um, and kind of what that means is we have a, um, a plethora of, um, of employees that have all the experience and human resources um, that allows people, especially through the pandemic, um, companies that didn't know what it meant to have to lay off somebody in a, in an appropriate and legal way or what their options were. We walk them through those kind of scenarios. Obviously mm. it's not all negative things like that, but that was a big part of it. Um, benefits, risk mitigation and compliance. Um, especially if you have scenarios where you have employees that are um, located in multiple States, it's hard to keep up with, um, all the laws that you have to follow right, sure. to make sure that you're doing things appropriately. So, um, and then of course, payroll, um, and so from kind of main street to wall street, um, we allow SMBs to kind of focus on what they, what they need to do, which is what I mentioned earlier, which is focusing on, um, on actually bringing in revenue to the business. So yeah, for sure. Long winded answer, but that's what we do. Well, that's a good answer because, uh, I think what a lot of businesses, it ha- seems to happen for a lot of businesses is that, um, you know, maybe they get a payroll provider, but they continue to grow and they grow. And suddenly they're caught short because they don't have an HR manual or they, they've got a problem in HR and they don't know how to deal with it. Right. Uh And the payroll maybe has been going fine, but they really don't have all this other infrastructure they need. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, and that's a big part of it. We would, um, we are 
I know you know this, uh, we are not a, just a payroll provider. So an organization would not just do payroll with us. Um, and you wouldn't just do business with us and then do payroll somewhere else. We get the payroll does drive our engine, um, for matter, you know, (laughs) way to say it. Um, but yeah, it's a companies continue to grow. Um, things are going their way and they continue to hire people. And then all of a sudden something comes along their um, plate. Then they say, I don't know how to handle this. I don't know what to do. Right. Oh, and somebody asks for an employee handbook and they're like, what employee handbook? <laughs> you can Google it if you want, or you right. can do what, you know. Yeah, bad so, answer, yeah, right? right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, well, and I guess that's what I'm getting at is that is a lot of, uh, that's probably why a lot of companies make the move to right. try that, right? Is yep. because they just, their growth has outstripped this bare bones back office infrastructure that they've had for sure. that their current provider really can't provide them. Absolutely. And I, and I would also say what's probably most important. I know you're heavily involved in the business community too, and are seeing this and you could spend five seconds on LinkedIn to see, um, attracting and retaining talent is so Mm, incredibly important, which is where the benefits piece comes into play, um, is allowing, allowing companies to get access to fortune 500 level benefits, um, by being a part of Trinet, because we can, we can pull that lever. We can pull that, um, that card and say, yes, we can provide, you know, we can, we can allow you to provide your small business employees, with the same level of benefits that I get access to as a, you know what I mean? Working for right. a, a publicly traded organization. So yeah, it, that, that's where the benefits of scale come in. Correct. Right. Exactly. Right. So uh, you, just by nature of the scale, you're able to offer a lot more benefit options mm-hmm. in terms of not just healthcare, but I'm, I'm sure there's some other aspects to that too. We think of health insurance, but there are right. other aspects too, right? Um, Yeah. Well, there are all sorts of any, anything that falls under your, um, your benefits, umbrella is what we would do. Then I think that another really important one is like workers' compensation can mm. be one bad claim, right? Can, right. can, do, can, um, can do a business not so good. So, um, but yeah, there are lots of, lots of aspects of that. And then the ability to do kind of time and labor management and, um, there are some training resources available as well. Uh, well, there are a lot of things that we do, um, which is why we generally just like to ask for, you know, like give us 45 minutes to talk with you. That's all we mm-hmm. want. You know, yeah. it's like, and all we, we can either shake hands and move on and go, this isn't the right fit, or we can continue to have the conversation. So. Yeah. Boy, you mentioned a big one there, which is the workers comp. Uh, and it's, it's not just the premium, which can be sizable, right? but it's um, the audit <laughs> Go, <laughs> right. going through the audit every year. If you're not, yeah. if you don't have somebody doing that for you, you're, you've got some work on your hands. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I think I can't remember who said this at one of our chamber events or happy right. hours was like, do not do your own taxes as a, as a business. And you know, like outsource, there are some things you just don't want to have. Right. You're the expert in the business that you own, be that expert. And then, and then, you know, you know, outsource to where you need to. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're not outsourcing to where you need to, you will be at happy hour, right? Uh, right. <laughs> 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 you'll, you'll want to go. That's for sure. Uh, that was a good one. Yeah. Sarah Beth Stein is with us, folks. She's uh, executive director of sales at Trinet HR Corporation. Um, talk about what you're seeing out there in terms of, we talked about talent, attracting talent, um, what it takes to do that. What are you seeing? I mean, it's, it's even when I think about the openings that we have on my team, which I can also say that if you're looking for a sales position um, in Atlanta or DC, Virginia area, um, we have five openings in my sales organization. Um, And one of the hardest things is there are, um, I, I think the pandemic again, I bring it up again. It's a situation where people saw themselves thrown into a part of life that they hadn't ever, you know, they had never experienced before. Mm -hmm. Um, They expected more out of their employer. um, And, uh, 
and those that bended and understood that things were happening are the ones that saved their talent. And then you got your ones that, um, that refused to bend and refused to change. And those are the ones that, you know, bounced right and looked around or, and, and went and found other, other career opportunities. Um, the attracting and retaining piece is, is really, really important for, and this is me just speaking, just being in business and not speaking on behalf, on behalf of Trinet, um, talking to friends and family that are making decisions to move and, um, they want flexibility. It's if you can't provide flexibility and flexibility to everyone means something different. Um, but you know, allowing them, allowing people, meeting, meeting people where they're at. Um, and so I think when you're talking to people about new opportunities or those kind of things, you have a conversation about what it is that their, their world looks like today. And then how can we meet them? You know what I mean? In the middle, yeah. can we make it happen and make it work for them? So I think that eight to five world has gone <laughs> you know what I mean? out yeah. the window a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's, can you provide, can you get your work done? no matter what during a week. Yeah. You, this is a really good point you're making. And I think it's obvious when I say this, but I'm surprised at how many uh, companies I see that maybe don't think about it this way. It's like you say, meet people where they are. Well, that requires having a conversation and, Correct. and, and it's not assuming that people don't want to come back to work or whatever, whatever your assumptions are as a leader, right? Uh, because you're reading headlines instead of talking to your people, Correct. right? Yeah. Yes. And I do think LinkedIn, as much as I, I love LinkedIn for lots of different reasons, um, but um, it's kind of become this, uh, I don't know what the platform um, for people to kind of go on and bend, bend a little bit. <laughs> oh, come on. Um, and, uh, right? I'm and you're like, oh, this, I know. Yeah. And, and, you're, and to call businesses out and watch, you know, and like your, or call leaders out and, and whatever in certain situations. And I do, but I also have to give it being a leader in the business too. Um, I have to say that it's, you're, I'm constantly trying to pivot. Like I, I sit and think in the morning, you know, over a cup of coffee or at night when I'm laying in bed and can't fall asleep, like, am I doing what I need mm -hmm. to do as a leader? Um, and I just think this, these past three years have like definitely just flipped, yeah. you know, how everyone's thought yeah. about business in general. So yeah, just meeting people where they're at is to me the most kind of what we did with our kids. I'm I, God, I could go down an entire rabbit hole. We won't do it. But like, when I think about that, like you had to meet them, you know, or have to meet them right now where they're at, their lives changed for the past couple of years. And, you know, it's like, how can we, how can we get them to where they need to be um, with all that change? And that's how I think about how business is too. So, yeah. Yeah. And everybody's experience is a little different, right? So the, they, your people approach things a little differently and what one person's flexibility is another person's inflexibility, I right. guess is what that, what I guess I'm, trying to say, so how do you as a leader, I mean, you're a sales leader, how do you navigate that, right? I mean, the different pulls and, and uh, demands that people have. I think um, if I had all my direct reports in here now, I'd hope that they would all agree with the, with a statement that like, I, I, you have to have a level of empathy and I'm, and I'm empathetic to any of their scenarios that they're going through. I may not. Um, I told my best friend this this weekend. It drives me crazy when people are like, I get it. I get it. I understand. And I'm like, mm, do you, if you haven't really been through someone's scenario, do you get it? And do you understand? But what you can do is, is be empathetic and open to trying to understand what it is that they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. um, and so everyone, every one of my directors have had their own scenario of things go on um, in the past couple of years. And how can you just make sure that they feel supported at work um, while also um, what can I take off your plate? Like I asked that question, like, how can I, how can I make things easier for you right now? Um, I may not have all the answers to how to do it and I may not be able to handle it all on my own, but I will go and try to find out who can help you so that you can feel like at least at work, you can wash your hands of that for a minute to handle what's happening, you know, in your personal life. Mm -hmm. And then we'll be here for you, you know, when you're able to come back in full steam ahead. Um, 
but everyone's had their own. I mean, I had a director in Florida get hit by the the hurricane, you know, and I'm yeah. like, you don't have to get on, don't, you don't need to get on calls today. It's okay. You have literally a hurricane coming at you. <laughs> need to get on calls today. Um, so I, but I, I think that's a very broad answer. I understand that in a very, um, very maybe narrow-minded answer, but I, but my, I really do think having empathy um, is, is really, really important. Well, and just to be clear, you didn't say this. I'm making this connection. Okay. okay? <laughs> I'm making this connection, uh, folks, but uh, you know, when you get some of these things off your plate as a leader, Mr. and Ms. Business Owner out there, and you're not having to deal with mm-hmm. payroll benefits and all that kind of stuff, that frees you up. Correct. To focus on. To your- focus on your people and yeah. to have these conversations, right? Correct. So if you're back worried about the the logistics and what hot not of how all that happens, then you're really focused on the wrong thing. Correct. I always say uh, my favorite phrase to use is like, let us be your one throat to choke. <laughs> uh, so, so if I'm the business owner and something's wrong, I blame it on, right, right, blame like, it on you. Right. Yes. Okay. Um, it's like, let it, cause I do think a lot of businesses will choose to do, um, like they might pick a payroll provider and then they, um, may pick somebody to a broker to do workers' compensation through or benefits through mm-hmm. or do whatever. And you have multiple phone calls you're making. And, um, and there is something to be said about being able to have one person, you know what I mean? Right. To, or one company to call on to say, listen, yeah. this is in your hands, balls in your court. I need help. Yeah. And, and so I'm assuming what happens when you sign up for your services at Trinet is some, your representative goes through and there's a conversation, right? About right. what you need what you might want to have that you don't currently have. And then you've got a one person to talk to mm-hmm. later uh, in terms of the, just this day-to-day servicing. Correct. Yeah. So you, generally how our sales process will go is it'll just be a discovery meeting, right? That's a, I think everybody starts with a discovery meeting sure. and ultimately it's, it's a conversation to decide, is this the right fit? Um, in full transparency, my, my goal of all of my sales um, salespeople is to, disqualify as much as you can in a meeting. Cause you don't want to wait, you know, like you don't want to be in a scenario where you're wasting anybody's time on mm-hmm. our side or their side, you know, the client, the prospect side, um, and seeing if it's a good fit. Um, after that conversation, we go into a demo, you see a demo of our platform. Um, mm-hmm. and then you go through a process of just providing, um, as much information as we can to provide you with a, a proposal. Um, and then we go from there. Um, but we have no problem with, with, um, having conversations with as many people as we need to, to decide whether or not it's a good fit to do a PEO or not. Um, that's kind of what our job is, right? People. So, so let's talk about that real quick, uh, because I want to get into some general questions for you. Um, wh- who, who is a good fit for a PEO? What kind of business? Oh, geez. Um, that's a tough one. Cause you can have, um, we've had lots of amazing logos that you'd know from across, you know, nationwide worldwide logos that have started with Trinet and have offboarded. And our goal is for them to get to a point where they grow so much that they don't need Trinet anymore because they are building out their own, you know, sure. own in-house right. um, scenario with that. So, um, and we, we celebrate that. Oh my God, you guys have grown so much that it's like, yes, you're with us. And you know, we're applauding you as you, as you walk away and are no longer doing business with us. Um, but you would be a, I mean, it could be a company that could go up to a thousand employees if you wanted, but really our sweet spot is up until about that 250 employee range. We find okay. after that people are generally growing out their own, you know, internal HR, um, team and, and doing some of this stuff all on their own. 
Um, but I would say any company that's even especially startup startups are a big one for us. Um, cause okay. they don't know, but they have to, um, we generally start out with a minimum of three full-time, um, full-time employees. Got it. Got it. And, um, I don't know about other states, but I think in the state of Georgia, three is if you've got three employees, you've got to have workers comp insurance yeah. back to workers comp. Correct. So let's just get, get the pull out. <laughs> You can, tell, you can tell I've got a thing for workers' comp insurance. Clearly, yeah. We should, we should dig into that more. Yeah, I know it. I know it. Put, put me out on the couch and let's talk about this, right? right. Uh, uh, so, no. A workers' comp therapy session. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. And with a box of Kleenex, too. Uh, so, um, um, Sarah Beth Stein is with us, folks. She's with Trinet HR Corporation. She's the executive director of sales uh, with Trinet and also very active in um, with women's groups, particularly Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce and probably some other ones I don't know about. But you're a big advocate for women in business. Yeah, I and am. Uh, talk about what's your motivation there. Um, I was uh, I'm the youngest of three daughters. My my dad was um, was an executive at um, State Farm Insurance and retired from there a few years ago. And I think he always raised us um, to, it was never about a gender thing. It was like, you put your, whatever you want to do, you can go out and do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I got into corporate America that I was like, wow, I'd walk into a room and be like, am I really the only female in here? Like, is that, what's the problem in here? Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was really my time at Verizon when I worked at Verizon, which was um, a pivotal part of my career um, was the focus on, on getting females to feel more comfortable with raising their hands and at, um, at a table or just whenever an opportunity would arise. Um, and I just started getting really, really heavily involved in it, especially as I saw females around me have a, um, feeling like they weren't qualified for a role because, you know, it could have been multiple different reasons why. So, um, I got involved at the, um, the chamber I'm sit, I chair the women influencing business committee, um, for the North Fulton chamber of commerce, which I absolutely love doing. It's just our way of providing, um, you know, empowering women to, to, find their voice to give them training that they need, um, give them access to, um, to discussion and conversation and education they might need along the way. Um, and it's been great. I, um, am on our women's CRG, um, at work and I've also loved doing that part. I immediately got involved in that as soon as we found out we had that at work. So, so I could continue to do it internally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just a big part of what I love to, to do just so people feel like that, you know, women feel like they have the same playing field as, as men when it comes to, especially in corporate America. And we talked about the pandemic. We've talked about changes, right? I mean, and one of the things I think we know about the pandemic, unless you're not paying attention, Mm -hmm. we know that it was particularly tough on women with children. Yeah. Um, Suddenly having to make a choice between career and um, homeschooling, I put that in quotes, but that's kind of what it amounted to for a lot of uh, uh, women and their families. Talk about what, what's, what's this, what does it look like for being a woman in corporate America today? I mean, I know that's a broad brush because everybody's a little mm-hmm. different, just like we talked about, but I mean, what, what, it, what are some of the issues that are coming out that you work with your uh, colleagues on and give advice on and mentor on? Um, I think it's provide or being a, a, sounding board more than really anything of like, what are you experiencing? And Hey, I get it. Like I'm going through the same thing. Um, not to throw, it's going to sound like I'm throwing my, my husband under the bus, but I'm certainly not. It's just because of the business that he's into is like, 
if there's a scenario where our son has to stay home from school, like they're this upcoming next week for, you know, the election, their, our runoff election, um, their schools are closed that day. Um, and it was unexpected. Mm -hmm. Um, and that generally falls on, um, on my, on my shoulders because I can work from home. Right. And, um, and so I think it's what I'm seeing is, is, is have, is it encouraging these people that are parents to talk with one another and say like, this can't fall. You know, I've said to my husband, like this can't all fall on me every time that, that, that this happens. We're gonna have to figure out how you can do some of your job at home too, because I can't do, you know, like he, I can't be responsible every time that happens. And just encouraging people to do those kind of things is mm-hmm. to is just be communicative and talk with your partner and your boss and whatever it is that you need to make that happen. Um, I think in business in general, you're seeing our women in business right now are seeing um, their strain came from like, I mean, it was a lot, got our, our plates were already full. You yeah, know what I mean? And sure. then like, <laughs> It got even worse. And I think the businesses that flexed um, there and allowed them to, um, to like, it was okay. I mean, I have pictures on my Instagram page, but uh, Instagram on my LinkedIn page uh, of my son showing up in the back of one of my zoom calls with his underwear on his head. And, and it was like, you know, I'm like, steal, come on. But it was like, yeah. instead of it being some big dramatic thing, we all had a moment, we giggled, we laughed, whatever. Then we got right. back to the meeting and no one, it wasn't some big to do. You yeah, know what I mean? It's sure. like, it almost became, it's almost like the pandemic needed to happen for us to be able to go, Oh, we can't all, you know, we can do some of this. Yeah. We can be, I'll be state. human. Right. Yeah, right. So we yeah. can all be human. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I don't know if I really answered your question, but, um, that's cause I don't know that I'm necessarily seeing a, um, specific besides feeling like we have already have a lot on our plate. How do we continue to manage through, you know, manage through that. And then went to, um, I'm a big fan of outsourcing Instacart babysitter. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Asking for help is my big thing. You know, like my parents, like, hey, can you take our little man for us? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, doing those things. But. Well, and those are um, those things. I think what I'm hearing you say is um, we haven't settled into some uh, steady state at this point. I mean, we're whatever point after the pandemic, whenever that ended, I'm not sure when that happened or if it has, I don't know. I don't, but the point is, is that we're, we're, um, we're not in a steady state where we're, uh, without turbulence. Mm-hmm. Oh, 1000%. I mean, yeah. that's like, that's, I feel like that's the part that, um, I keep saying pre pandemic and then during the pandemic and I'm like, have I really, act- I don't know that I'm on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that's changed for me is I'm traveling now, you know, it's like yeah. I'm traveling for work um, again. And so I don't, I mean, I just think it's, you just got to figure out, you know, when to raise your hand and say, Hey, I need some help. Right. Right. Yeah. And one of the things that you talk about is that's important for women to do is lifting each other up. Talk about what that means specifically for you. Um, I am blessed to be surrounded by an incredible group of um, of besties, best friends, whatever you want to call them. We call each other sisters too. Um, but I have two older older sisters, and then um, they're both in in leadership roles in their jobs. And then my girlfriends that are that I call my best friends are all in leadership positions and in, in business as well. And some are business owners, um, entrepreneurs. And so I think you have to you have to call one another to the carpet when you hear yourself talking in a way that is negative um, or when you're putting yourself down or um, you need a moment to be lifted back up. And so it's caught literally in that moment that you might hear somebody say something is going, don't say that. I don't, mm-hmm. That's the third time I've heard you say that now. And I don't like when I hear you say it because you're putting yourself down or you're um, you know, you're, you're better at that than you think. And I don't know why you know, it's just in whatever those scenarios are, it's, it's, 
it's helping one another in that moment and getting through the, the hard times and getting through the trying times. Um, and also celebrating, um, the, the amazing times that come along, right. To, and so, and cheering each other on. And so I think just lifting each other up, you can't, we already have enough thrown at us in general in life and in business. And so, um, don't be another person that, that tears another, especially a female tearing another female down. And so that's just, has been really important to me too. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, and calling people out when maybe when I see it happen, you know, and not in a negative, not in an ugly way. It's just like, do you even realize that you did that, you know, and like, this is the impact it can have. So, um, I think definitely encouraging other women to be successful in their roles. Um, and supporting, cheering on, you know, like it's so it's such a great, like let's all win together. You know, that yeah. whole phrase of like, you can adjust another woman's crown without saying that you did it. You can help them from afar and doing it. So, um, I love all of that. Yeah. I, yeah. I like that too. Um, let's talk about how women that feel mispassionate about this as you do, how they get involved. I mean, you, you, you've really described an informal network mm-hmm. of, of, of your besties, right? <laughs> right. Um, I love it. Um, and then there's the formal way of getting involved, which you do mm-hmm. through the Greater North Fulton Chamber. So talk about what, what, how you counsel women that come to see you about this question and, yeah. and how they get involved. Um, I think it's um, there are a couple of two, there's two different ways that it can be done. You can either figure out inside your organization or 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 companies or like chambers or whatever you're affiliated with, is there already something that exists that you can be a part of? Raise your hand for it. Ask how you can be involved. Second one is, um, I do understand the smaller the business, the harder it is to have like a CRG or ERG that exists for something like that. But ask if you can be the one that can start, you know, having that company. Like, can you guys get together once a week as the, as the females inside the organization? And are there um, side projects you can do and in, inside the community. Um, Mm -hmm. can you go and do these events where, especially like the women influencing business, um, we have quarterly events. It's like, how can you be involved in those kind of things? And we have subcommittees in those situations. So I think to, you know, small business, if you don't have any of that, like ask how you can be that, that voice, um, for the business. And then the second part, if you do have a business that already, that is big enough that already has it exist, then how can you get involved? Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, then also I wanted to speak to like finding your advocates. We need, male advocates just as much as female to female, you know, it's like mm-hmm. you need to identify who those men are that are, um, all about helping, you know, d- um, following that same kind of fight. Right. And so, and, and having them come and speak, we need them to be, we need more support in right. the area. So, yeah. And uh, let's give a, a, uh, plug, which I don't think you mind doing. And I certainly don't mind doing for the greater North Fulton chamber of commerce. Yeah. So one of the things that strikes me about, the, the greater North Fulton chamber is that um, women influencing business is not just checking off a box, which I think it mm-hmm. is for some organizations, yep. right? I mean, there's, there's like real programming, real conversations, um, impactful work that's done right. there. Yes. So the chamber as a whole, I've been a part of since I think I, I keep on changing the year, but I think it's been since like 2008, um, and it's such a pivotal part of my business story, you know, and our professional story in general. Um, but when this subcommittee or when this committee formed, um, I wanted to be a part of it from the beginning. Um, and it just allows us to pull that lever of like, who do we have involved at the chamber? Who do we know in in the greater, um, North or the greater, I guess, Atlanta even area mm-hmm. of powerful, strong, influential women that can come and provide their story. Everyone had a story, not everyone that's in that role. Like I haven't always been an executive sales director. <laughs> 
carried a bag for a very long time. Um, and so I, I think you have to, um, call on those people that may have, um, stories that they can tell um, store or, and you know, that they can share, um, and make them feel more real life, um, as really important. So the chamber, um, has been very important to me with that. And I, and with this committee, I think there's so much more we can do with it. I'm, I'm sharing it again next year, which I'm very, very excited about. Um, and I'm hoping that some of the things that we can change is to provide a, a little bit more education and opportunity for females to get what they need that they may not be able to get inside their organization. That's another thing about working for a small business is you might not be able to get the training that you need in that situation, but for a very small amount of my, like, you know, for a very small ticket price, you can come once a quarter and get some pretty good content. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the uh, Women Leadership Summit just concluded, I guess, yeah. about a month ago, right? Yes. And uh, that was a great event. It was fabulous. Yeah. There were a lot of really awesome speakers. Yeah. Um, and uh, they they touched on multiple different topics. And you went to whatever topic you thought, you know, spoke to you most for the for the time in life that you're in. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was, it was great. Yeah, absolutely. And that um, phase events um, location was a beautiful location for it too. Yeah, it was. It was indeed. Sarah Beth Stein, folks, with Trinet HR Corporation. Sarah Beth, um, I'd love to keep talking, but I know you, you got... <laughs> I might you, one-on-one with you, my boss coming you, up. So. Yeah, you, you got to make things happen. So, uh, but before we let you go, let's uh, give everyone contact details sure. if they'd like to be in touch and learn more. Yeah. Uh, connect with you or learn more about trying it. Sure. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn um, at Sarah Beth Stein and it's S-A-R-A-B-E-T-H and last name is S-T-I-N-E or you can email me at sarahbeth.stein at trinet.com. Awesome. Sarah Beth Stein, folks, with Trinet. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been so a great pleasure. to be here. Thanks, John. Yeah, thank you so much. Hey, folks, just a quick thought for you. If you are running your business and you've lost the joy and you've lost the joy because speaking of outsourcing, you're sitting there working on administrative tasks and bookkeeping and all sorts of things that really don't drive revenue in your business. Well, I've got a suggestion for you and it involves picking up the phone and calling another leader, a women leader in business, SES Cabido over at Office Angels. They have, uh, SE has a whole team of angels that fly in, get the job done and they fly out and they do it on a, uh, as needed basis or continuing basis, whatever it is you need uh, for your small business. So if you are looking for a way to get your business uh, jump-started in the new year, uh, give SE a call uh, at 770-442-9246 or go to officeangels.us. And folks, just a quick reminder, we have reached, uh, we're, we're coming up on show number 600 for North Fulton Business Radio, and we've come that far because of your support. So if you have found something here in this show that makes you want to share the show, please do so. You've done that consistently, and we appreciate you doing that, and we'd love it if you're not already subscribed to the show to subscribe. North Fulton Business Radio is a search term on all the major podcast apps. We're grateful for your support as we celebrate business in the North Fulton region. Um, we couldn't do it without you. Thank you. So for my guest, Sarah Beth Stein, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.